Hey, just want to send a quick thank you to Unimpressed47 for leaving a five-star review of the show. They said, concise and useful. As an entrepreneur and business owner, The Daily Marketer is on my short list of helpful professional resources. Jacob has a talent for distilling complex topics into useful and actionable info. Well, we appreciate being able to share marketing nuggets that help grow you and your business, Unimpressed47. And if you're listening to this, why not leave a review and please help grow the show with me by subscribing or leaving a review yourself of the daily marketer. And if you do leave a written review on Apple podcasts, it'll automatically enter you into a 50 dollar Amazon gift card raffle, which we're going to announce the winner of every other Thursday. It's easy. It takes 10 seconds, could be 10 words long, and it means a lot for us over here. All right, I'm done. Thanks and enjoy. Welcome everybody. This is The Daily Marketer, your weekly dose of growth marketing knowledge for the everyday founder or startup marketer. How you doing? Good evening. What we decided to do for season two is something a little different. We thought, let's bring on people and let's understand their growth marketing journeys or how they've contributed to it. So we brought on people who are a one-man band. Maybe they started a personal coaching business to people who are running a 400, 500-person company. Uh, and we thought also, let's let's bring on people who are subject matter experts in a subsector of marketing, whether that's branding, affiliate, programmatic job ads, search engine optimization, and a couple other things. And let's really, let's dig into their brain and let's suck out that knowledge so then you can use that in understanding, you know, how can you grow your business through these different avenues of marketing. Our guest for today is Nick Hughes. Who is Nick Hughes? Nick Hughes is a serial entrepreneur, blogger, and founder of Founders Live, a social network and global venue that gives modern entrepreneurs the opportunity to earn recognition, taste fame, connect with other entrepreneurs, and truly become rock stars. Fuck yeah. Prior to Founders Live, Nick had a series of entrepreneurial adventures starting companies in local marketing, mobile payments, SaaS, all while holding advisory roles for you know, a bunch of different startups. Nick also is an active blogger. You can find him at soentrepreneurial.com, talking candidly about the tumultuous journey of founding a growing company. Founders Live, it's actually been around for about four years, and it's in over 80 cities, 30 countries, and has over 50,000 voracious active monthly users to its social network. Nick holds a bachelor's in science from the Western Washington University uh, in gorgeous Bellingham, Washington. And as of still right now, Nick has been on a world tour uh, visiting some of these 30 countries where he has a Founders Live community and continue to grow it through uh, this kind of grassroots guerrilla marketing style, which is really cool. 
This episode with Nick was wonderful. Nick was really generous for this time to talk about the growth of Founders Live uh, over the past four years. We talk frankly about COVID-19 and how it's changing the business landscape for, you know, not only right now, but for many years to come, and as well, how this is going to affect Founders Life. This episode is particularly valuable for, I'd say, two people. One, founders who have started a social network and would like to get insights into the struggles, triumphs, and complexity required to build something like this because it's uh, it's pretty advanced to do that. There's a lot of moving parts. Or two, startup marketers who want to consider some form of in-person marketing channels for driving growth, like, say, a in-person event, a conference, uh, maybe it's a virtual conference or some sort of a, a virtual event in, in, in this environment. Also, please, if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. And if you really enjoy the episode, why not share with a friend? You know, maybe it's someone who is growing a social network themselves and is scratching their head about a certain marketing question, a certain growth question. You sharing and uh, subscribing to this podcast helps our own growth. So thank you if you do subscribe. For every person that does sign up, we're also going to throw you into a raffle. That's right, for a $100 Amazon gift card. What? Where we're going to announce every other week who wins that. So please make sure you smash that button below. All right, please enjoy this episode with Nick Hughes. Hey, Nick, thanks for coming to the show. Hey, glad to be here. I know you do a lot of podcasts. You actually make, you've made a ton of content and uh, I followed your journey for a long time. Uh, it was I think I was maybe like one of the first couple hundred people to join Founders Live as a member. Uh, you're, you're really, you're like Gary Vaynerchuk and how much content you've made. And you did mention, you know, it's the time of experimentation. What's, what's your whole philosophy around creating content and um and experimenting yeah well th- thanks again for having me this is a pleasure and it's always great to chat with you jacob so you too, uh, good good stuff here uh first of all um i personally wouldn't put myself directly in the uh, the the direct category of of gary but thank you um but my my perspective is you know, and I, you know, let's take a few steps back. I mean, you, you know, you mentioned, uh, I have a podcast that was actually recent that I started that, yeah. um, many, many years ago, um, about 10 years ago now I started writing, uh, and I, I started my blog. And even back then I discovered that I was a pretty dang good writer, actually, if, if I put my heart into it and my time. So I started writing a lot. And, and that was great. And just understanding like content, creating content as a way for you to get your voice out and you develop your voice, you know, like what is my voice? What is my stance on the topics that I'm writing about? And over time, you actually start developing a unique voice. Um, so I started doing that. And then pretty quick, uh, a couple of years after that, I actually started to, um, I kind of did the reverse, which is I started to create uh, these videos. Um, mm-hmm. Initially, I this is interesting. I used to, I called them founders raw Yeah. and we did, I would sit down and, um, well, I would get, I had a, a friend that would produce them. He'd film, he's a videographer. So he'd have three cameras. We would go yeah. into a, a bar. Literally we would go into a place, sit down, have a beer, film the conversation and actually have about an hour long, you know, start the camera and just start talking kind of like this, but literally professionally With the shot. 
with a founder and I would just have a, a, a very nice conversation with them. So I started creating that content. Um, you know, that was probably what seven, six, seven, eight years ago now. And, you know, I would just, and those were like expensive to do and, uh, definitely, um, a lot of work, but if you think about it, I was doing the written content so you can get that shared out and you start developing your voice in a written form. Then I started doing actual highly produced video content and doing interviews in that fashion. Very, um, very recently within the last year, finally really got the Founders Live podcast uh, getting going. But I think in the end, you take all those together and now you have some unique uh, various mediums of content that, man, you can you can just pull and reproduce in so many different ways. And so to me, like you want to talk about marketing and to building a brand, you actually, you absolutely have to have content and especially in various um, mediums mm-hmm. and various ways to digest it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can go deeper on that, but yeah, like, you know, I, I just, I think anyone in any business needs to figure out their own way to create their content in the voice that they're, feeling that identifies their personal brand or their business brand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let's, let's go deeper into it. And yeah. this is, this is, it's funny you bring it up. So for every guest, I, I do a, a good amount of research for you. I was like, should I type in Nick Hughes founders live or just Nick Hughes? I was like, oh, I'll just do Nick Hughes. Your, your searchability was like off the charts. Like there was just so much content to reference in terms of videos and articles i mean, like saw that you, you wrote stuff for geekwire and business insider uh so like you, you're what you're saying does work like you, your your footprint ends up being there from you trying to find your voice through the writing and you know you just mentioned some things that i'll touch on which is um i don't know as much because i don't do it as much anymore but back back in like this was like 2010 11 12 13 um guest posting was pretty popular and I would, mm-hmm. I reached out, I reached out to business insider. Um, you know, I reached out to Geekwire right when they were getting going and I could obviously make a guest post now with those guys. But, um, back then, I mean, they were like, sure. And so by guest posting, you know, you have to prove that you have a blog and that you give them a couple of examples that they're like, okay, this person can actually write, but it is a great way to reach a different type of audience and get, uh, validity or, you know, some sort credibility. of credibility. Uh, yeah. Credibility. Is, yeah. Uh, he, he, oh, okay. He's got a guest post on GeekWire. That's something. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I would encourage people, you know, evaluate that right now and figure out how you can, um, you know, guest post on different uh, platforms, different outlets, um, you know, try to be a guest on a podcast of some sort, you know, those sort of things um, are, you know, just today, just to give an example, I had, um, I had a founder from founders live reach out to me and she requested to be on our podcast. And right now I'm reaching out to a lot of our guests and I say, Hey, uh, well, basically we put it in our winner's package. And so if you win a founders live event in uh, any city around the world, they get a winner's package. And within that winner's package, there's a, like a short little blurb that says, Hey, we would love to interview on the founders live podcast, click here and book your, your time. And so mm. it's, it's a nice little award for yeah. a lot of the, win- the winners. And so our pipeline is always full. Yeah. But I had, I had a founder reach out and be like, Hey, um, we're doing this and this and this, it's pretty timely for the coronavirus. Uh, I would love to be on your podcast. And I was like, bam, you know, let's do it. 
And so, um, geez, you know, if you're just reaching out and requesting and asking, hey, can I be a guest? These sort of things help build your library of content, whether mm-hmm. that's your your own podcast or you're on another podcast, just like guest writing or guest posting on GeekWire. Um, so these things really, really help build credibility and your voice and your reach. You mentioned back in was it 2011 to, to 2013 doing guest posts was was the thing in terms of getting that visibility and credibility. And that, that of course, changes over time. What do you think is working now? What, what sort of a channel is working now or, or content medium? Well, I'll answer it this way. It um, So Instagram wasn't around then. Um, Facebook obviously was around and big, but, um, you know, a lot of these, you know, so Snapchat wasn't around, um, the, the dynamic mediums that are allowing people to publish, um, and those weren't necessarily around as much. It was like, you had, it was like, you had your own blog and you, you know, medium wasn't around then. Um, so if you think about it, I, I would say, and I, if I look at my life now, I write less, I create more content visually and audio and like, you know, podcast much more. Mm. And, and I think that those are just more dynamic. It's fun to interview and interact with people versus sit down at a computer and type for an hour or two. So, um, yeah, I would say the mediums and, and the, the platforms that are working well now are the ones that are more social. They're usually visual and you're capturing uh, you know, video in, in a way that in even like this, um, you know, obviously zoom is taking off and things of that nature. I will tell you a little, no one knows this yet, but a little secret that I will drop on this podcast is, um, yeah, we are, uh, right in motion. We are in the middle of planning kind of a next show that we will release that is not a podcast, but it does involve video and um i'm looking at instagram as like Hmm. imagine imagine if we were doing what we're doing now because if you're listening to this on a podcast we are actually using video and we're looking at each other and um but imagine doing that live but in a very uh mobile fashion and maybe Mm -hmm. it's simply on instagram but then it's meshed into a show not Mm -hmm. just a short clip it's actually a branded show around entrepreneurship and founders and we're evaluating that. So that's why I'm saying those are the platforms right now that are much more popular than just writing on your blog or trying to guest post on some platform that, you know, I don't know if people are reading much as much anymore. They want to yeah. listen, they, they want to watch and they want to share. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like people have been saying that for a while. They've been saying you should do video videos, the great medium, you know, it's much more consumable, like psychologically it's a, it resonates more with people as in people remember more of it. And I feel like it, it has not been until the past four years that it's actually started to, I think that's actually manifesting and coming true, right? Well, and I think that we are clearly going to see that even um, flip even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious of what the next six to 12 to 18 months looks like. Um, I have heard that podcasts are actually down a little bit just because mm. people aren't as, they're literally not, this is crazy. Podcast listening numbers are down a little bit because people aren't on their commute. They're not, yeah. they're, 
they're not in their daily like walking they did around. in that practical way yeah yeah we're at home and and it's like hmm, you know so what i've been doing is i isolate an hour every day to go out walking like i go outside and I walk and and i throw on a podcast and i just need to get outside and get sun and breathe and um you know i'll listen there but you know, if you think about I'm doing that for 45 minutes or an hour versus maybe two to three hours a day mm-hmm. of in terms of transit and commute and random stuff like that, you know, you could, you could be, you're not surprised that maybe listenership is down a little bit, but yeah. you know, those, those mediums, yeah. Video and audio exploding writing, I think is less prominent now than it was before. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going away. I mean, b- books have been around for so long, and it seems like that there's always book sales. But 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 I'm with you, and, and there's it's getting easier and easier to make videos and to make podcasts like like this one right now, uh, and it for it to sound really good and be of professional quality. Uh, back when I was uh, this was the first job out of college, I worked at an investment company, and there we were making a business case for months. Hey, we should invest a hundred thousand dollars and you know build a video video production studio and the the, the money we had factored in. We we're like, okay, it really is going to take fifty grand to get a really good camera. I think you know if we did that same proposal at this point, that we could probably be maybe two grand, three grand, five grand when you factor in all the the, the lights and the filters and um, the, the the muffling that goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely worth the investment. And, um, I mean, you, you know, you have a great mic that I can see and, you know, <laughs> you've definitely got a good setup. So I think you're, you're doing it right. Try and try and thank you. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned it's the, it's the time of experimentation. What do you mean by that? Good question. Well, uh, we are smack in the middle of the whole coronavirus um, scare issue, um, you know, global transformation economically, um, you know, think things are, things are very, very uncertain. Um, I personally believe in what I've been reading and learning and the people that I'm listening to, um, you know, whatever happens, it's a new world. And, and I think what, what I mean by that is I think it's faulty to think that what, Whenever we do start going back to work and walking around and going to sporting events and gathering in in groups of people, um, the world is going to be different. It already is. Um, I don't know the answers of that. I don't know what it looks like, but it's going to be different. So with all that being said, it and given that we're in this time, I think we're in about a three to six month kind of like window of, well, whatever work can you can get done and get done. And mm-hmm. yet you're giving people have a big leash to not get a lot of work done, if you will. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, it's, it feels like, feels like time stopped a little bit. It feels like, you know, um, a lot of things are on pause and, you know, as an entrepreneur and as a founder, this is absolutely your time to review and double check what your value proposition is and what your business model is. And most likely it needs to shift you know, this then revolves around your marketing strategies, which, which we'll get to. But um, it, it is an absolute perfect time to create, do some brainstorming, create five, 10, 20 concepts and strategies and throw them against the wall yeah. and, and experiment because um, because things are changing, uh, you know, um, budgets are dropping, 
Um, traditional advertising is going definitely down right now. It just The whole thing is shifting. So it is a, the perfect time to experiment with some other ideas that might stick right now because everyone is in an absolute life transition to new ways of thinking and new ways of living and new ways of operating. So, um, you know, I think it is a good uh, time to uh, experiment. And yeah, I think, you know, viewing it as small little experiments um, you know, test this out, see if it works, test it out for three to four weeks. Do you get any traction and growth and engagement and viewers or listeners or, you know, clicks or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, keep what, keep what works and throw away what doesn't. Have you done much experimenting? I, I imagine. So with founders live. Yes. Uh, we are, uh, in the middle of probably the biggest, uh, new experiment and shift um, so if anyone is listening that's not familiar with Founders Live, we are a global platform and community for entrepreneurship. We uh, have an online you know, community and platform that has a ton of information, videos, articles. It's a great place. It's essentially a social network for entrepreneurs. We also have, um, and we launched these events uh, six years ago, but we have in-person, well, they were traditionally in-person pitch competitions and events that are really celebrations of entrepreneurship. And we're all, we're in roughly 50 to 60 cities around the world now, you know, and, and I started it in Seattle and, you know, you probably remember that and um, it's going really well. But uh, now that the world, like I said, has really changed and we don't know when it's appropriate or safe to gather in an in-person event. Uh, we're talking about hundreds of people in close proximity um, we don't know when that's going to be. So we are now testing out virtual events, but the key is, you know, one thing I told our, all of our city leaders is we will do it differently. We're not just going to use a zoom experience and, mm-hmm. Oh, Hey, let's just kind of scrap it together. So in true founders live fashion, you know, we are now experimenting around what a online virtual event or a show Mm-hmm. is what what's the viewer experience how do we make it better how do we how do we help people connect and communicate and network when they're all sitting in their own rooms like yeah. i think i think a lot like a lot of people are now trying to figure out how do we make this better and so yes we are in the biggest experiment of our young history of how do we move forward which we already you know so we're, we've found a platform we've tested it out a couple times um it's called Streamyard. Streamyard, Streamyard, uh, write that down. Streamyard. Uh, what I like about them, and and look, their their viewer experience is much better than a traditional like Zoom experience. Look, Zoom. You know, we were talking about this earlier. Zoom. Zoom was made for these sort of experiences or business calls. Um, you know, how can you help enterprises better communicate virtually? Mm-hmm. They weren't made. They were not made for a large viewer online show or experience and very dynamic nature. And so StreamYard actually was created for that. And so they allow you to like swiftly bring in other presenters. You can pull up a, the slide deck shows up on the side of the screen, and it's it's way cool. They have a streamer that goes, you know, you know, like on the news channels, they've got that little ticker. On the um, side. Yeah. Oh, down yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. Down, down at the bottom. They have that where you can put in content and it just shows the person's name and their email address and website. And, um, you know, so we're experimenting with them and, and, you know, it's like, okay, uh, 
if we were going to roll out um, a virtual pitch competition, what would that look like? How would that be this similar than what we've done in the past? Because our events um, are monthly events that gather people together and they highlight early stage startups and it's a pitch competition. And um, how do we do that virtually? And, and how do we do that, that, that allows people to have fun? And they're like, oh, that's sweet. That was fun versus uh, just another online event that I've seen all these. And, you know, everyone is now online staring at a screen all freaking day. So how do you keep them engaged uh, without, um, you know, being in person, but then working with the tools that you have? So that's, that's the things that we're doing right now. Yeah, I'm looking at the website right now. It seems really great. Uh, it reminds me of Twitch a little bit or being able to broadcast something and then engage with people while you're gaming or something else. Yeah, it seems really cool. Uh, there's another tool called Brazen. Have you heard of Brazen? I have not. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little different than this. I, I think there's going to be, this is going to be its own explosion of lots of different avenues just like uh, when there was delivery food in lots of different directions brazen oh, yeah. is is uh imagine a, a virtual career fair uh, you walk into the atrium which is where they're going to have the main event the main keynote speaker but then there's all the booths on the left and right that are small rooms maybe a quarter of the size so it's it's supposed to mimic that entire experience so there'd be the keynote speaker. So you come in, you watch this, and then you go off to your booth based off maybe a certain interest that you have or like you're of a certain target audience and then they would automatically put you into a certain booth and then you can interact with people and it has some pretty good reporting and tracking. So you can report who came, how long they came, and then you download it in a CSV, which is a lot harder to do in Zoom than then it should, you know, yeah. uh, especially if you're trying to, you really got to have good tracking and reporting marketing wise and to see if something actually was successful or if, if, if the hundred or thousand people that said they'd come actually came, right? Oh, yeah. To figure oh, yeah. out that, that conversion rate. Uh, so, so that's, that's really cool. StreamYard. And we'll, we'll put that link in the show notes too. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I believe that we are, I mean, just by necessity right now, uh, there is going to be massive innovation in the online virtual collaboration networking um, conference uh, industry and it needs it right but um yeah we're gonna see a ton and you know founders live will um will benefit from that uh i don't at this point i don't think we're gonna build our own just because i think that there are tools out there and i don't think we need to build that yeah. technology but um you know our eyes are directly on it now and and I'll just add one more thing before we uh, continue forward is, um, of course, we will go back to something that is similar to what was. Um, we will, our society will get back into, you'll be in a physical space, you'll be going yeah. to work, like things are going to come back, yeah. but it's it's definitely going to be different. And so, um, you know, right now is we are, you know, I, I made a big statement to all of our city leaders that. We are, we are changing as a company and it is virtual until otherwise. And once in-person does come back, we will work that back into our uh, experiences and our events. But, you know, going forward, we are virtual. And so what's going to happen is I think what we're building and experimenting with right now is going to become part of the normal. And we're going to see more in-person physical events merge with the virtual. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know what that looks like yet, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's here to stay. 
and we'll bring back our in-person events in in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, I think people people definitely miss being in person with each other and and I, I'm with you. I think we 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 can't help it. Uh it's just just part of being human. Hey, sexy ladies and gentlemen. That was part 1 to our two-part conversation with our guest. Arguably, the second half is actually better than the first, so I suggest you go and listen to that. Also, before you go, I want to ask you for one small favor. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help grow the show with me by either one, reviewing on Apple Podcasts, or two, subscribing to the show. To give you a little background to why those two, it's because both have a material effect in growing the ranking of the show in podcast categories through the iTunes podcast ranking system, similar to how Google search ranks and organizes top sites for a specific search. To sweeten the deal, we're going to do something a little special. If you review the show on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to enter you into a $50 Amazon gift card raffle, which we're going to announce the winner of every other Thursday. It's simple. Review the show on Apple Podcasts. It's that little purple podcast app on your phone. Scroll to the bottom of the show and hit add review. 10 words, 10 seconds, very easy. You'll be entered into a $50 Amazon gift card raffle, which we're going to announce the winner of every other Thursday. It's free money, y'all. You got to love that. If you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be freaking amazing. Thank you. Take care and good night.